Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 116. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I am thrilled to have you along on this crazy ride with me here at the Brick and Mortar Reporter. We have been talking about my struggle and the ups and downs of setting up a local business in Key West, Florida after I quit my job and moved to Key West last year. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And before we do that, I wanted to remind you that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, very simply, go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. There you'll find a place where you can put in the web address that you think you want, and it will bring up whether it's available or what incarnations of it are available if it's not available, and it'll tell you how much each costs, the .net, the .biz, the .co, the .com. All of those might have a different price, anywhere from $3.99 to $14.99. Once you sign up for your Bluehost web service, you will end up getting from me a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get started building your website. WordPress is the premier way to build your website yourself. It's an easy process with a very small learning curve, and anyone without programming experience can get their website up and running. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website to take advantage of Bluehost web service. So this morning, localists, I wanted to take you through a a kind of a day in the life of an entrepreneur. Um, I, not that I have that interesting of a life, but I thought it might be interesting um, for you to hear kind of how my day is spent and what goes on with my day and what type of activities I focus on and what type of tools I use to try to get things done. It might help you have a better peek into what your life might be if you were uh, going to set out on your own. Now, my life is a little bit different than uh, a normal, I say normal, there is no normal entrepreneur, but a brick-and-mortar business is always going to have a certain amount of time that you have to be at the business. So that's very typical, and that is the same with me. Um, But not so much if you're an Internet entrepreneur. You kind of have a little more flexibility with that sort of thing. But I wanted to walk you through and uh, let you know what my day looks like and uh, we'll kind of deal with some things that maybe I'm not exactly thrilled about with the way my day goes and some things that I need to figure out a better way to fit into my day because you know it's funny once you leave your uh, the ball and chain of your your job you know for working for someone else getting your steady paycheck and that sort of uh, routine and schedule you realize that the 40-plus hours that you spent working for someone else every day can so easily get absorbed in your life that shortly thereafter you might find yourself wondering, I am so busy right now. How did I ever fit in work on top of all this? Because it is a lot different when you work for someone else because your day is already spoken for. So let me start by introducing you to to my day and then from there we'll talk about some things that I want to change and improve. 
So my day begins at 6.15 every morning. That's when the alarm goes off. Uh, My spouse happens to teach school, and so I get up and iron clothes and make lunches and uh, get her out the door and able to get where she needs to be on time by 7 o'clock in the morning. And so once that happens, uh, seven o'clock, from 7 o'clock in the morning on is the time that I have to work on my business. So immediately, the first thing I do is I come and record my podcast. Now, the previous night, I will have already figured out the content and what I'm going to talk to you about from learning the uh, whatever lessons I might have learned or things that happened on the pier. Now, my podcast is a little bit different than a lot. Um, if I was doing a strictly a content type podcast where, you know, one day we talk about marketing and the next day we talk about um you know, running a promotion, and the next day we talk about employee relations or or that sort of thing, I could record, you know, four or five podcasts in a single day and have them uploaded, and it would stretch, and it would just release them every single day, one per day, and I could be months ahead on my podcast. But because my podcast is done in real time, and I'm trying to share as up-to-the-minute as possible Um, business lessons that I'm learning and things that are going on in the pier and things that I'm trying with my business, I need it to be a much, uh, there's a much smaller window between when it actually happens and when I talk about it on the podcast. So um, in the mornings, I begin by getting, getting my podcast recorded. The first thing I do is record it. Then I go back and do all the editing of it. I use Audacity to record these type of uh, podcasts. If I'm interviewing someone, I use Skype and Pamela. And those are the the pretty standard programs that people would use for this type of work. So once I had my podcast edited and uploaded, uh, I you have to do a certain amount of content to put it into what the, the web hosting provider, my podcast provider, which is Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com and I upload it to Libsyn and it is like the service that syndicates my podcast and so it sends it out to iTunes and to Stitcher Radio and to TuneIn and iHeartRadio and all the other places that the podcast is distributed on. It also at the same time whenever I upload and publish that episode on Libsyn that also sends the published episode to my social media feeds. So my Facebook, my Twitter, my LinkedIn account, that's when that all is generated. So I don't have to go in and do that individually. I just do it at the time I upload a podcast. So once I get a podcast uploaded and I hit publish, I know it's out there in the world. And if there's ever a day when I know I have something going on early in the morning and I cannot you know, have my normal schedule, I can report. I can't even say it. I can record a podcast ahead of ahead of time, and then if I uh, if it's a weekend or something like that, and I've got something going on on Monday morning, I can always get a podcast recorded and scheduled for a day during the week whenever I might not be able to keep this normal routine. So I get that uploaded, and that part of the podcast is done. Then I have to go to my website and build a web page with all the show notes of what I've talked about on the podcast as well as a link to the podcast. So then I go and do that. And that might take, you know, the whole process, it might take an hour or an hour and a half. So 
when you think about it, daily investing an hour, an hour and a half, and if I have an interview, it's even more time because I have to prepare for the interview and I have to do my research on my guests and I will have, you know, done a few other things. So normally by about 8.30 and or 9 o'clock, I am completely done with everything I need to do for my podcast that day. Now, one thing I will tell you that I do, and I have just started within the past two months doing this, and I use a software called meetedgar.com. It's M-E-E-T-E-D-G-A-R.com. And we just call it Edgar. And what Edgar does is a way for me to automate all my social media. And when I say all, I don't mean every single thing I do on social media is automated, but it automates the promotion of my podcast. And so every single time I make a podcast episode, I then go and write up two or three different headlines for that podcast, and then I post the links, and I put them into Edgar. And when I got Edgar, I spent a great deal of time configuring a posting schedule for each one of my social media channels, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, or whether it's LinkedIn, um, or even my personal Facebook page. I scheduled and, and put all the content in to meet Edgar, and then I put a, uh, a schedule in place for each day. And I post, I try to post four times an hour. That's about every 15 minutes. And I do that because they say that the average Twitter user gets on once a day and spends less than 12 minutes on Twitter. So I figure if I'm posting once every 15 minutes, I'm probably catching a few people while they are on actually on Twitter. And so I get all of that social media going, and every day I'm adding a new podcast link to it so that I have this machine that's constantly going that's putting out my old episodes and promoting them to listeners that are just now finding us or people that are finding us on Twitter and social media, uh, other channels that I I have going on. And so uh, that is constantly running. So other than just adding a few little slices of content to that every single day, I don't have to touch that. And that has been a huge key in me getting my social media under control. I will also tell you it has been a huge asset to getting our podcast uh, out there more and heard more. I'm getting more favorites and retweets on Twitter than I've ever gotten before, getting more downloads than we've ever gotten before. So Meet Edgar, it is a paid monthly uh, software. It's a cloud-based software. It, I believe, I want to say it's $49 a month, I think so, and I had a free month trial on it that I used for the month of December to get started. But well worth getting it. It's definitely been the thing that has saved my life as far as social media. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not on physically on social media anytime during the day. I am. I'm interacting, um, retweeting, liking people's tweets, interacting on Facebook, commenting on posts, and that sort of thing. But this Meet Edgar is just my way of getting content out there. Um, I can post inspirational quotes and I'll create I create a lot of the inspirational quotes that uh, you see on my, if you're friends with me personally on Facebook, I use Canva, C-A-N-V-A, and it creates the images that I then overlay the text of whatever quote it is, and I try every morning to have 
um, a different inspirational quote or something like that that gets posted to my personal Facebook page as a way to start the day. So I'm always adding and creating um, those types of things as well as sharing other people's content. And the great thing is I can share other people's content in Meet Edgar and it just continues to share. And I have the option whether I cannot, you know, continue it on the, the automated schedule or I can just post it once. So there's a lot of options in there and flexibility. But that is uh, one piece that I do make sure I incorporate every single day. So now by this time in the morning, it's, you know, like I say, 8.30 or pushing 9 o'clock, depending on how things go. And at that point in time, if I have, I told you I was doing my um, sewing, taking on the extra sewing. If I have sewing to do, that is the time I will begin sewing. And I may sew for several hours to try to get done the bulk of what I need to get done. Uh, generally, I had been um, on a schedule. <laughs> this is a weird schedule. I know no one would ever work these hours. But uh, my sewing schedule on normal days was 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. And that way I could get in four hours a day of sewing. And it was just easy for me to keep up with that schedule because it was easy for me to keep up with my hours. And I would know if I didn't finish something by 11 p.m., then I would just pick it back up at 9 o'clock in the morning. So so that just kind of got me uh, easily on a schedule that I could keep up with and, and remember and that sort of thing. So it definitely um, could vary from day to day. I might not have sewing. Um, I'm all caught up on my sewing right now. I'll probably get some more today or tomorrow um, that I'll begin working on as well toward the weekend. If I don't have sewing, then that time from 9 o'clock-ish is uh, on until I'm uh, – starting to do other things I am on social media I am uh, there's several Facebook groups for podcasters that I'm very heavily involved in and so there's lots of conversations to try to help and and add value and make comments and uh, it's all about relationship building sometimes and the more you're in there and the more people see you and the more people realize that you're trying to add value uh, the more you become a trusted person and so I end up getting a lot of friends um personally because of uh, my involvement in some of these Facebook groups. Now, on a Tuesday, I have an accountability call with three other, not three other, there's three of us total, two other gentlemen. On Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock, we have an accountability call where we get on Skype for an hour, and we take the hot seat, and we talk about what we're uh, struggling with, what we're working on, what our goals are for the week, and then every single week, we meet um, once a week, Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock, and go over that sort of thing. And I will tell you that sort of accountability is invaluable. Anyone that is trying to do something on your own, and it's not, uh, trust me, it's not the same, even if you have a husband or wife who knows what you're doing in your business and you feel like you're hashing through everything that you do in your business with them every single day. It's not the same as setting a goal with somebody and saying, this is what I'm planning on getting accomplished this week, and knowing that you're going to get on the phone next Tuesday, and you're going to have to say, either I did this, or here's how far I am, here's what I'm struggling with, and go from there. So it's a very different thing, because you can't really, you, you know, you put your goal out there, and you can't really fudge on it after that. You know, you can, you know, it doesn't do any good to do an accountability call where everyone's lying about what they got accomplished. So uh, most people are pretty generally uh, honest about that because we want the accountability. We want, and not just that, but you can add value to each other's business uh, by being on a call like that. 
So that's a once a week thing that I do. And then I also have a once a quarter mastermind group that I am involved in that is uh, me and four other business owners that we get together and we always have topics that we talk about and we just kind of hash through things that each person might be struggling with with their business and get each other's input and it's really a good time. So those are, are two things that I would recommend if you are an entrepreneur that you might be struggling, feeling like you're out there by yourself or you want to do something but you know you just can't seem to get it done, get some accountability, get in a mastermind group. Group, and that will help you tremendously because people want to help and they want your business to succeed. So now if I am sewing on a morning, I will sew up until about 11 o'clock. Then I'll go and jump in the shower. And um, from that point on, I am getting ready to go to sunset. That means I am, I brew four pots of coffee because I have three thermoses I fill up. Then I go ahead and make um, prior to heading down to sunset. And then if I, if that I do that to kind of offload some of the uh, work of making coffee from, you know, the pier. I do have a boat going by right now, so you might get a little bit of noise on that. Well, everyone else is frozen up in the nor'easter, in the tundra. Uh, we are here with 73 degrees and a beautiful boat going by with three 250-horsepower engines on the back. So that thing can, that thing can go out. So uh, anyway, I don't know why he's going down the canal uh, but I have a feeling he's going to have a very very good day and so he's going to enjoy the lovely South Florida winter but back to what I'm what I was talking about I brew pots three pots of coffee or four pots of coffee to fill up my thermoses so that I'm not having to make as much French press coffee on my cart now if I run low on anything I have it all there and I can make fr fresh French press as we use it but it just takes some of that initial burden off me to have some of it brewed ahead of time that's readily available and I can get those coffee customers in and out of my line very very quickly so I'm brewing coffee I'm making my bases for my ice creams I have a vanilla base and a coconut base that I make from the vanilla base I can make just about any flavor I have and then from the coconut base I can also make um, any just about any flavor but with coconut in in there and so uh, the coconut is my non-dairy base the vanilla is my dairy base and so I'm making those I'm also refilling any toppings or any flavorings that I use because my strawberry and peach and uh, chocolate syrup and uh, Heath bar and all those other things um, I refill all of those um, while I'm trying to get ready and begin packing the cooler and begin uh, going out and dealing with my food cart. And with that, I have to empty all my uh, holding tanks on there from one day to the next. So I have to empty my uh, non, non, uh, my wastewater essentially is what it is. And then I have um, a tank of fresh water that I have to fill up, make sure my battery is charged for uh, the food cart. I have a car battery that uh, powers uh, all of my water and that sort of thing for my food cart. And so um, I start getting going through the process of making sure I have everything I need on the food cart and getting it completely loaded up. And from day to day, this could be a different task because uh, some things I might 
have not had to even take off the cart from one day to the next. Like it, there might be a tank of liquid nitrogen that's on the food cart that's perfectly fine to go the next day, and I don't even have to touch it. But other times I'm having to switch out tanks. I'm having to combine liquid nitrogen tanks from one to another uh, to combine them down to make full tanks. And so there's about an hour to an hour and a half worth of work just doing the things that I mentioned to try to get ready for sunset. So every day from about 1140 or whatever, once I get, you know, showered and ready from that point on uh, until about one o'clock, I am busy getting my food cart ready. And so my goal is to leave the house at one o'clock. And it seems really early and it seems early to me too, because you think sunset is right now at six o'clock at night. Why are you leaving the house at one o'clock that many hours before? Well, since we've had the parking lot closed for the Mallory Square event, it is much more difficult to find parking down there. If we have a cruise ship in, it's even more difficult than the already difficult situation. And so the parking and the logistics of getting in and out and getting my stuff to the pier is much more time-consuming. And so I leave about 1 o'clock and that gives me time. I stop by the uh, ice house and get ice. And then I can also stop by the air gas place and get a tank of liquid, uh, get a refill on my liquid nitrogen tank if that's a day I need to do that. Generally about twice a week I do that. And I have to call ahead of time and make sure I can, can get that done. It also gives me an opportunity to stop by um, our, like, almost like, it's not even a, a bulk store but it's it's called a gordon food or gfs gordon food service store and it's a store that specifically caters to more like restaurants and that sort of thing and so it's not really like a costco because there's no membership or whatever but you do tend to find things in larger bulk that you would need for a restaurant so i can get all of my um, paper goods there all of my napkins my sanitizers all that sort of thing can get all of that and um, that's the main place where I stock up on those types of supplies so if I do it um, if I'm leaving at one o'clock that gives me a 15 to 20 minute window um, that I could stop and make any of these uh errands kind of on my way into Key West or once I get into Key West. I wouldn't make them all on one day because I would never have time, but um, it does give me that window. So my goal is to be at Mallory Square at the pier beginning to unload my cart right around two o'clock-ish. So if I leave my house at one, it takes 45 minutes to get to the pier. And um, that's with no traffic. And depending on what is going on in town, last weekend there was a uh, not a, mar- a triath- no, there was a marathon, not a triathlon, and a half marathon. There's many times bicycle races and other things that uh, would cause either more traffic than normal, parts of the road to be closed, and other uh, just things that would impede your time whenever you're trying to make good time getting into town. So I try to leave myself enough time. For that, So my goal is to be down at the pier by 2 o'clock. So I have to, depending on the day, I can either drive onto the to plaza and unload my cart and then drive back out. And then I have to drive around town looking for a place to park. Um, many times the parking lot that I normally use is closed for whatever reason. They're doing construction. Maybe there's an event in town that it's reserved for. So then I have to continue to drive around to find parking places. So now I park my car, and then I ride my bicycle back to the pier. Now, 
this could put me at the 230 to 245 time frame. And I will tell you, there have been times where I needed, I knew I needed to get to the pier, I needed to get to my food cart down there and unloaded. But from the time I unloaded it on the pier, I would then go back out and run a couple of errands. And it's kind of easier to do that because my food cart is now unloaded. I'm not having to drag that around town in tight traffic. And I make a little better time. And then I can run my errands, park my car, and then ride my bicycle back. So that happens um, occasionally as well, depending on how early I get to leave the house. So my goal is to be back at the pier, ready to start setting up my food cart by 3 o'clock. And so once I get back to the pier and ride my bicycle back, I'm able to then focus on getting my cart set up. And that means, you know, getting it off the dolly, getting the uh, the levelers, uh, the, I don't even know what you call them, the stand, they're stands, they're like jack stands that you, we level um, the and, and hold up the cart. Get those done, get the power connected, get the grill set up, get everything out and set up, get the new um, signage written on the front of my cart. I have a dry erase board that I put all my ice cream flavors and prices and what I have. And from day to day, um, especially depending on how many children I serve, uh, it can definitely get uh, messed up because people love to run their fingers through and erase things that you've put on the dry erase board. So I redo my signage, and generally by that time, uh, there might be, some, I might even have a customer already that says, do you have this or can I get that or whatever, because they're ready to uh, many times get something the minute they see your cart. And so from about 3.15 or so on, um, I would hopefully be ready to get everything, you know, whatever a customer needed, I would be ready to serve my customers. So from that point on, and 6 o'clock is about sunset right now, until about 7 o'clock, I am down at the pier. Now, there are times I'm down at the pier where I uh, don't necessarily have a customer in front of me, and I have all my prep work ready. And so I'm sitting there just essentially, I don't want to say killing time, but I'm sitting there waiting. During that time that I'm waiting, I do have my iPad with me, and I try to get back on social media and work uh, out some of the things in the, that I need to be involved in in the forums that I'm in on Facebook for the podcasters and that sort of thing, answering questions and trying to help other people, following up on anything that might have come through since last time. And so I try to use that. I also can send any emails or that sort of thing from my iPad. I can do much, pretty much um, anything like that that I would need to do down there. And so uh, I try to make use of that time. Sometimes I don't have any of that to do, and I might even just take an entrepreneur magazine and start reading that while I'm down there. Um, so that time, and then hopefully by, you know, 4.30 or 5 o'clock, we are busy and right up until it's time to leave at about 7 o'clock. So at 7 o'clock, I start packing up my cart get it all packed up and I pull it from the pier down to the plaza area and then I get on my bicycle and I go find my car. Sometimes it's a a memory game thinking where did I park today. So I drive uh, my bicycle to my car, put the bicycle in the car and then drive the car back to the pier to hook up my uh, cart and then I am on my way home. Now one of the things that I do is normally it can be 7.30, 7.40-ish, whenever I'm finally in the car and on my way home. But one of the things that I like to do is knowing what I've just 
served and what I've just used at the uh, pier for the night, I like to go ahead and kind of take a mental inventory of any type of uh, product that I would need to go ahead and make more purchase of. So if I know I need, I've used most of my base and I need to make more base, I need to stop at the store and get milk or sweetened condensed milk or um, vanilla or, you know, anything else that I would need to go ahead and be able to have everything in my possession that I need to make my next day's preparation easier. It's not ideal for me to go to the store um, the day of just because it's another trip out. And I have to unhook a trailer and that sort of thing and, and all that. It's just easier if I don't do that. So I stop on my way home, and that's the time I would go to the grocery store, and I would get what I would need, and then I would get gas and, and just generally do while I'm out, do everything I need to do um, to make sure I have all the products that I need to make my preparations for the next day. So then I come home, and normally it's about 8.30, um, depending on the night. It could be a little bit earlier, depending on how early folks got out of sunset, but it could be about 8 o'clock to 8.30, depending on that time frame and depending on the errands I had to run after sunset. So I'm, I uh, come home, and at that point in time, I do eat dinner, um, whatever it is we have. Sometimes it's whatever I have left over on the food cart becomes dinner. Um, but we eat dinner, and then I spend the next probably hour and a half, uh, again, back at work on the computer, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my podcast the next day, trying to look at my downloads, trying to catch up on any Facebook that I might have missed, following up on any emails, uh, checking my Google Calendar for the next day, make sure I have everything set that needs to be done. And then I get to the point where um, if I'm sewing, uh, 9 o'clock can happen, and I jump on and sew from 9 to 11. And then 11-ish to 11 o'clock to 11.30, Uh, go to bed, and then get up and do it all over again. So the day gets gone, and that is a walk in my shoes for a day. And that's just a normal day. That doesn't include anything new. And I do have a couple of new things that I'm working on right now, and I will be able to tell you about them shortly, just not quite there yet. Um, But on any given day, um, the sewing can be swapped out for something else. Um, I have a fair amount of things I need to do around the house. I have to poopy scoop my yard and, um, you know, do the vacuuming and and sort that sorts of that sort of things. That sort of things is not right. That sort of thing. And I have to do, uh, you know, normal chores, laundry and that that kind of stuff. So uh, those get done in brief snippets in between transitioning from one to another. But I will tell you a couple of keys is uh, don't keep the TV on. I am a podcast listener, and I listen to podcasts anytime I'm doing something where I'm not having to focus on writing or doing something else. When I can multitask, that's what I'm doing. A couple of things that I don't have in my routine that I want to is I don't have any time for just quiet, sitting, meditating. And I think... um, from what I I hear from so many people, to start your day in that fashion is um, almost like recharging your batteries, and that is something I definitely need. Um, I also, at this point in time, am not incorporating what I feel like is also absolutely critical, and that is exercise. So hopefully I will get to a point where I can, uh, you know, get those two things incorporated in a fashion that just where they fit naturally in to my schedule because those are two pieces that are missing right now and um 
that, and oh, I also, I also forgot to mention that once I get home at night, that's also whenever I do my reconciling of my, my bookkeeping, and I um, total the cash that I have, and I put it in my spreadsheet, and I make all my entries, and then at that point in time, I go ahead and get my apron is where I keep all my money, and, and I get all that ready and prepared for the next day, because I go with a certain amount of money each single day, a certain amount of, of each denomination, and so I know what that is, and so it's kind of like preparing a cash drawer. And so I do that at night as well. So that gets entered and saved. And so everything is done on a day-by-day basis. And I know what I made this day and what I made that day. And I can always go back and look at my statistics on that. So this is the day in the life of an entrepreneur. And it's not any more head spinning than your schedule right now if you're working and trying to deal with children and a family and everything else. And is my life as in balance as I want it to be? No, it's not. And right now I am having to work like a crazy woman because that's what you do when you start a business. But you do that with the understanding that it's not always going to be like this. And so I am working on getting to a point where I can have my life include everything I want it. What I've got to get under control is the financial piece of it and being able to depend on one you know, one or multiple streams of income to meet my financial needs. And then I can begin really building and really focusing on building the life that I want. So I wanted to give you that little peep into uh, my life. And it's a a far cry from what it used to be whenever I would wake up at five in the morning and jump in the car for two hours and drive to work and spend 10 hours at a job and drive two hours and come back home and eat supper and fall into bed. So it's very different. And I do have some flexibility with what I do each day. But if I don't manage my time, my day will get away from me just like your day will. And so it's very important that I stay on task and try to keep some things routine and scheduled because it's up to me. And like I told you a few episodes ago, being in a business is like being in the fight of your life. And I've no time to waste while you're uh, fighting for your life. So that is a day in my life. And there might be some feedback that you have for me. I'll be glad to take any feedback and help you uh, understand either why I'm doing it this way or maybe I can even do something different based on your feedback. I'm always open to it. For those of you that need a website for any reason, you know where to go. It's brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Very simple to set up with Bluehost, our web hosting provider. Very affordable, very economical, and it's a way to go ahead and get your business online. So don't let that be a barrier for you of taking action. Get online, brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Once you do that, I'll send you a cheat sheet of all the plugins you need to get on your website so that you're found by all the people you want to be found by and so that you're not found by the spammers and the bots and the people that would use your website for their own promotion. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. For those of you that are freezing in the northeast section of the country, please stay warm, stay safe. Don't go anywhere that you don't have to go. And thank you again for coming along on my sunny South Florida journey. I appreciate so much your interest in what I'm doing and the time that you spend with me every day. Have a fantastic day. 
All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 